Hi, this is Aaron Azrod, and welcome to the 58th episode of the Truth Island podcast. Have you ever been driving along perfectly content in your good old reliable car when you bump into an old friend of yours that happens to be driving the latest Tesla? Your friend shows off all the bells and whistles, state-of-the-art voice-activated seat control, a heated steering wheel, and heck, the car can even parallel park itself. You exchange a few more pleasantries with your friend before departing ways. A thought now grabs a hold of you. A thought that wasn't there previously. Hmm, I ought to get myself a new car. After work the next day, you drive yourself to the car dealership. And the dealer shows you the same model Tesla as that of your friend, only it's the next year's edition. You see the $49,000 price tag, but the salesman assures you that there are so many financing options that could work within your income bracket. You think of your friend and decide, eh, what the heck? I only live once, I gotta enjoy life. You enter the salesman's office and you are signing one of the last pieces of paper when all of a sudden your cell phone rings. It's your wife. You pick up the phone. Hello? Sweetie. Are you at the dealership? Don't buy us a new car. I, I like the one that we currently have. There's nothing wrong with it. You hang up the phone with your wife's voice fresh in your head. You turn back to the salesperson and tell him that something has just come up and you won't be able to close the transaction that day, but you promise to return. Only you don't. You return to your old car and drive home far happier than if you had left in a new vehicle. Sometimes in life, it is important to be frugal. Joining me on the show is Christopher. Christopher, why is it that in life, we don't always have to spend that much to feel good about ourselves? Well, yeah, there's definitely a lot of ways that you can look at that. Like for example, uh, feeling good about ourselves, you know, having an intact sense of self-worth if one can achieve that independent of you know what school they may or may not have gone to or what pair of sneakers let's say or having uh, the latest iphone or things like that and don't get me wrong i mean in and of themselves there's absolutely nothing wrong with those things. I mean, I, I have a Kenneth Cole watch, but <laughs> I, but I happen to find that at century 21 when they were going out of business. So, it, you know, if you have a good eye for, you know, deals or whatever, you can kind of get that high end stuff. But at the same time, I've also, I bought a watch from target and I think it was about 15, $16, but aesthetically, you know, it had a gorgeous minimalist design if I didn't draw attention to that, somebody might've looked at it and said, oh, wow, you know, that's, you know, where'd you, did you get that on the up east side or something? So you can kind of, I guess, hack things, but I definitely think the sense of self-worth. It's funny you mentioned watches. Uh, when I was a bit of a younger man, one of my favorite watches was, do you remember those Casio calculator watches back in the day? Oh, yeah. I used to, yeah. I used to have one of those and I would wear it everywhere and and, the, and you know people know that if you got the casio calculator watch you know it was like maybe 20 bucks at most but 
I loved it. It was super practical. Like every time I would go to a diner, I could just calculate the tip using my watch. Uh, you know, this is before I had a smartphone and so forth. And I never felt happier wearing that watch. And, and, you know, sometimes we, we think that if we're not wearing a 500 or a thousand dollar watch, like there's something wrong with us, but in, in some ways, I'm like, I'm sure that that target watch brought you a great deal of happiness for 12 bucks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I had just, it, it seemed like it just to call out to me and I just really, yeah, I just dug it. It was great. It, you know, had I not seen, you know, the Kenneth Cole one on sale, I probably would have overlooked that for something, something similar, like, you know, the, the aesthetic design and everything. And, you know, like the, the lower, you know, sticker to, you know, sticker price and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and and when we think about it, like a watch simply has the job of telling time, right? It's not, it's not, right. it, it's like people, people get lost. And have you ever seen these watches, Christopher, where like, they don't even have numbers on them. They don't even have the Roman numerals. They just got like a, like a, a diamond or something where the 12 yeah. clock symbols. I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever, because I can't even tell time with that thing. I don't care how expensive that watch is. I prefer, I would take a $20 digital watch over that thing any day of the week. Oh, I agree. I mean, and it's funny too. I mean, I adore my iPad and I'm grateful to the value that my iPhone has brought me, but I'm going to take a pass on the Apple watch just because I've got something on my wrist that does the job already. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, I have a watch. It tells me time. It's, and from what I've been given to understand, the Apple watch basically does a lot of the same things the iPad and the iPhone does anyway. So sure. it's like, yeah. So definitely things like that. I'll, you know, I'll sit it out on that one, you know, just. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think, I think we, we sometimes buy things that are redundant. Like I think that Apple watch is very redundant. Like, okay. It, what does it save you? Like I have to reach into my pocket and pull out my phone to look something up and then, or I could be on the watch. Now I think that Christopher, like something like the uh, the Apple Watch, is really just satisfying the ego because I think it's something that people like to do to show other people how impressive their watch is. Like, like you could easily reach into your jeans and pull out your phone, but when you got the Apple Watch, it's like, look how, look, look, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm James Bond here. I can like right, activate this. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like it was almost like when they had the uh, the Google Glass thing and everything. Yeah, that was was over my head. I just was like. All right. I mean, I, I can wait an hour to get home to look something up or, you know, whatever the whole. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, and I think that, you know, what people don't realize is that these material items pull us into debt. They make us work overtime. They make us work longer hours than we really want to and, and distract. And, you know, like, you know, the guy who has to pay for the Apple watch, well, that's less time that he gets to spend with his family, or that's less time that he gets to spend doing other things that he might enjoy because, you know, he has that $3,000 credit card bill. Exactly. That's, I had heard, I don't remember if this was in a movie or if I read this in like a, you know, philosophical text, but, it, you know, the whole thing about after a while, your stuff starts to own you. So that was why, like, like in 2014, for example, I got rid of my television. Nice. And yeah, you know, it's funny. People, people look at me like I'm on crack sometimes when I tell them that. And I'm just like, well, 
how many times can I watch Kramer fall down? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, that was hilarious. And I can always watch the boil down on YouTube if I really get a hanker and sure, to, you know, to see some greatest hits thing, but yeah, that, yeah, like the whole like binging and even like Amazon Prime, I, I've never signed up for that just because like if I order something, I'll usually get it within three, four days tops. And, you know, it's not a biological imperative that I get, you know, the thing like in an hour. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think my friend, I think we, I will invite you again to talk about life without television because I, I think that's miraculous. I don't think you're crazy at all. I think I think that's a very beautiful thing to have in your life. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, but, but yes, you know, I, I think that, you know, remove it. Like, I love what you just said about these material items come to own us instead. And, and the way I interpret that is that we sometimes sell our values and we sometimes sell who we are in order to pay for these things. And, and I always use the example of the guy who has to work a job that he really despises, right? And maybe right. in that job, he has to do unsavory things. Maybe he has to screw other people over. Maybe he has to be cutthroat and he's doing right. that. And he tells himself, well, it's all worth it. Look at the car that I drive. Look at the, the, the Tesla or whatever it is that I drive. But in actuality, that material item is causing him to do like ungodly things to his coworkers or, or to be deceptive or, or to really harm other people. Oh yeah. No, there's a lot to, to be said for that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you see a lot of people who on the surface appear to have it made and everything, but then deep down, you know, I, I guess their conscience or their ego or however their compass is, is, you know, basically chewing them up from the inside out. So, yeah, I, I do think that there is a lot, a lot to be said for that. And, and, it, and, that, and that's the thing too, if um, manage your money correctly, as far as like not splurging so much, things like that, you could take a job where more your heart is, maybe it won't pay as much. But if you're not running out and getting all the must-haves, you, you know, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's like with everything, it's a trade-off. But, you know, the peace of mind you get at the the end of the day is uh, – because, I mean, when I go outside, I see so many, like, flat-screen TVs. You know, sometimes they'll have the note attached to it, you know, for free. Or it'll just be sitting there by, like, the city – garbage can and i mean i don't know what went on in that household <laughs> but i i know like every 30 minutes it seems they're upgrading the technology and the aesthetic so i'm i mean it's just a theory i'm guessing keeping up with the joneses you know it's like well i had this flat screen tv but there's the better one let me and and it's funny too they don't even think to like maybe try to resell it on ebay or macari or something yeah that, yeah that's what really gets me. It's like, well, okay, yeah, I know a newer, better model is out, but there'd probably be somebody who'd be happy with that. Sure. And, and, and you might take a bath a little in the price, but it's not just sitting out there, you know, like 
collecting snow. Work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's, you know, and I, 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 I don't think that those people are as enlightened as you and getting rid of their television uh. because they stopped watching TV. They're probably taking, you know, their 1080 television and getting a 4K television or whatever. And, right. you know, I, I think that they're not even thinking about reselling their old television. They're not donating it to the Salvation Army. They're kind of just leaving it there at the curb. But I also have to give you credit as well, because I think it's also empowering to pass by that television and be like, no, I don't want it. Like, not for me. Like, just to, to just, pa you know, I think there's also, there's almost power in refusing something nice, even when it's offered to you. There's power in that alone. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I don't know how enlightened I am, but <laughs> just, uh, I guess, a spiritual perspective, it's like, well, I uh, thank you for that opportunity, but, you know, it's, like I'm content, you, you know, like with my, my playlist on YouTube, let's say, or, or something like that. And yeah. And no, I, I think, I think that it's nice that we can get to some state in our life where it's like, thank you, but no thanks. I've got everything I need here. Right. And it's the same thing with food. It's like, if you've ever been at a buffet or something like that, it takes real discipline to be like, I am full now and to walk away from that buffet and the same thing with consuming media and fancier toys. It's really, it really takes a, a, a lot of hard work and discipline to be like, thanks, but no thanks in those cases. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. And it, it does, uh, it does take a lot of practice. I, I used to be like, you know, like an impulse buyer and stuff like that. Uh, tell me, no. so we talked earlier and you said you had some strategies for saving money. You want to walk us through that? Oh, yeah. I um, Well, one thing, and this might sound overly simplistic, like you take like an envelope or a jar, an old coffee can, and let, let's say it's January 2021. You decide, all right, I'm going to put a dollar in here in January. Then what you would do then is in February, put $2. March, you would put three. April, four, so on and so forth. Now, I know that sounds really, again, overly simplistic at the beginning, but the challenge comes in like November when, you know, you're putting in $11, then $12, then 13 and so on and so forth. But if you stick with it and a couple of years goes by, you sit there and count it up, you get kind of a rush. It's like, wow, you know, I did this, you know, and not from a ha ha, I did this. <laughs> you know, it's like, I did this without anyone's help or coddling or, you know, that external validation that I think in the West is almost like a drug to us sometimes. And so it's like, you know, you did that on your own. And when you have that extra money, it's, it, you know, it's, it's very comforting to have that on the side because in case some unexpected expense should come up, like, for example, a lot of people do need their iPhone for work. Sure. And so if something, you know, you accidentally give it a bath one day, it's like, well, okay, you know, I've, I've got this wad that I've been putting away for the last year and a half. That'll offset some of, if not all of it. So that's that's another added motivation, knowing that you'll have that and any stress about money one might have starts to ameliorate as time goes on. I, I, I love, and this, I love this technique because it's like, 
all you have to do in the month of September is just save $1. And then in October, you're saving $2 and so forth. And it's like, it's like, because what happens is that, you know, you have all of this complicated financial advice, you know, like you need to open up a high yield savings, whatever. and, And the average person doesn't even know what the hell that is. But I like this idea that, okay, you're not saving 20% of your paycheck or 25% of your paycheck. We're just asking you to take a dollar, a dollar once a month. And then the next month, the successive month, $2 and then $3. And I like this idea because let's just say you never touch that jar of money, you know, or that money under, under the mattress or whatever for like 10 years or something like that. I think like the comfort, like having that emergency mattress money is going to bring so much joy into your life and so much comfort into your life. And if you want to put it in a savings account, there's probably nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Nothing like down the line, like in 10 years, you probably don't want like to have, you know, $10,000 under your mattress, you know, or whatever. But like, you know, like I I think, I, I think, I think having that, you know, under the mattress money, whether it's, you know, literally under your mattress or in a savings account, that actually brings a huge peace of mind because like you said, when the iPhone breaks or you lose your job or God forbid the refrigerator breaks or one of these like really important thing breaks, you're not having like a panic or a nervous breakdown. Actually, yeah, that did happen to me about three years ago. The refrigerator did blow out and I was able to offset that and not white knuckle it till the next payday. I was like, all right, you know, it's cool, you know, just so, yeah. It, and when you mentioned the the savings account, I did actually jot that down there. Um, Amex current as of October 1st, the APY on that is 0.60. Mm. Discovers is usually five times the national average. And Robinhood, now take this with a grain of salt because they did just get hacked, but they do have the cash management feature. So any uninvested money you have, Right now, the APY is 0.30%. But even if, let's say, you open a Robinhood, you dump, say, 100 bucks in there, and you just let it sit there, even though you're not actively investing it, it is gaining interest. So you can start to do that, too, is set up all these little things in the background that are humming away, yeah. accumulating interest. And again, that's that added layer of security. Because I know now, too, with the pandemic, you know, we're all, you know, like, more money conscious than we were sure at the beginning of the year yeah no i think i think but the thing about robin hood is that if i'm not I, I know very little about this but like i think that's like a trading platform so there's always that temptation to like oh it looks like apple's up right now and and and, and i mean if you know what you're doing you know my, my girlfriend loves, <laughs> my, my girlfriend loves playing with that kind of stuff i let her do right. that but, it, but for for like a knucklehead like me who doesn't know <laughs> exactly how to do that i think like even just this like the CD, like even just putting the money in the CD and you know, okay, oh, I, can't, right. I, I can't touch this for a year or whatever. And it's, it's at 2% or something. I think, I, I think that's not bad either, but I, I think all of these systems, whether it's under the mattress, it's in Robinhood or it's in a, a CD of, or in a savings account is that right. what it comes down to is that you need that discipline there not to touch that money because it's yeah. tied to your long-term happiness. And I think that right. people people make the mistake of thinking, wait a minute, it's the new car that's the happiness. And they fail to realize, no, it's the money sitting in the savings account that's the happiness, not the money, like not not what the money can buy you, but just having it in your in, in the back of your head. 
Right. It's it's basically retraining oneself, the long-term peace of mind. You know, that's where the happiness is, as opposed to the quick fix of the instant gratification. So, yeah, I mean, and it took me a long time to finally get mind, body, spirit on, <laughs> you know, all on board with that. Yeah, it was, you know, it was definitely, um, but it, it's definitely worth it in the long run. I mean, I've thankfully, you know, I've been able to weather the storm, you know, the last five, six months. So that's good. I mean, I, and that's good. I mean, especially during, you know, the pandemic, a lot, a lot of people are, are hurting out there and, are, and my heart goes out to them, you know, it, it, oh, yeah. it, it's, it's really, it's really tough times. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, are there just a few things in life that are worth, just kind of worth it, like worth not skimping out on? I, I always think of like, have a have a decent pair of sneakers, especially you can wear them for like two or three years and really get some value out of that. You know, like that. that's just my one go-to thing if I'm thinking of something nice. And I don't know. I, I feel like when we think about the things that we should not skimp out on, it's always things that we know we have to rely on for like the next 10 years. That's that like major appliances, dishwashers, things like, like oh. I, I think of my major appliances that I'm like, all right, I seriously need this AC to work for the next 10, 15 years. I'll spend a little bit more money. If I know, I, I know that this isn't going to be a headache in 10 years time. Do you have any of those items in your life, Christopher? Uh, yeah, I, well, definitely, yeah, the, the fridge, I got that, a uh, frigid air, so obviously, yeah, things like that, and uh, recently, I did need a new pair of sneakers, and now, I can't speak on behalf of the Century 21, like in Lower Manhattan or in other parts of the city, Yeah, but the one near me is still receiving, so I went in there, just, I was like, yeah, let me, let me just see what's, I, I found a pair of Levi's sneakers, and they're only $15, so I do agree that something, you know, like, you know, a pair of footwear, you want it to last you a good couple of years. Yeah. But if you also know where to look, you can find like a high end thing and not break the bank on it. Like, for example, when I was in Fort Lauderdale, I found at Ross a pair of good sneakers and they were comparable to like uh, sketches or whatever. And uh, those lasted me pretty close to two years. Wow. So, so yeah, if you know where to look, you can definitely uh, you can definitely find something that's high end, or you know, it, you know, the bottom line, you'll get like some decent mileage out of it. Something you won't have to worry about again for a good couple of years. Yes, 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 and I, I think I think even like Marshalls used to be one of these places where you would get oh, yeah. they, they would like send all the, the the clothes like that you know they and they call they make you know they off the rack or whatever it is. But at the same time, like if you can find something quality that that's going to last like a very long time, I think that's kind of what you need to. That's kind of a part of your decision making of like. Because when you have to buy something new, there's a lot of anxiety that comes with that. You know, I was telling somebody, oh, yeah, yeah. I was telling, I was telling someone a few podcasts ago that one of the things that gives me the most anxiety, and this is a silly thing, is going into shopping malls. Like I hate shopping malls because I'm overwhelmed with so many choices, so many different options, and then you have that fear, like I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna pull down 200 bucks, and this thing is gonna break in a year, or it's gonna make a funny noise, or whatever it is, and. I think that the idea of all of your spending choices should be in such a way of like, I don't want to ever think about this again. 
And I hope it's another three years before I dare have to step foot in another shopping mall. Like the goal of life is not to be going to the shopping mall every single weekend. Right, right. You know know what I mean? Like the goal of the shopping mall is to go there as little as as possible and then get 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 a bunch of stuff at once and then be like, I'm done with this. I don't need to think about this again for hopefully, you know, a few several months to a year. No, I agree. I like that the set it and forget it. I absolutely I I think that's a great way to you know to to go about it, you know, especially I mean, not just as far as, you know, maximizing your your budget, but your time too. You know, like like how you spend your, you know, your free time and stuff. You know, you could spend that time with, you know, family or you know, your significant other, or if you have like a passion project, let's say, you know, you like to paint. Or, uh, you know, you know, you have a YouTube channel that you, you know, you do just for the pure love of it, you know, something you like to share with the world. That's time you can reinvest in so many other ways. Yes. I mean, you know, Christopher, I'm just thinking about this. It's like, you know, we have so many Americans that, you know, aren't reading books. They're overweight. Right. And it's like where but when Americans have even just a slight amount of free time, they run to the shopping mall and, and, you know, they're, they're wasting gas. They're riding the subway for an hour or the bus for whatever. And, you know, then, Oh, you know, they shop for three or four hours Then they got, then they get hungry. They got to go to the food court. Now now we're eating the Mickey D's and stuff where it's like, you don't have to do any of those things on a given Saturday or Sunday. You could actually spend that weekend exercising, reading, reading books, or, or just as you described, engaging in some type of passion project and finding your higher meaning or your higher calling. But I, I feel like most of us aren't, aren't even getting out of the shopping mall and realizing that. No, I agree. I, um, I've observed that a lot myself and everyone's desires are different. So, I mean, no judgment there, but at the same time though, a lot of these people I've noticed will complain about you know some kind of unhappiness or anxiety and you know the 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 causal they don't you know they don't put the cause and effect (laughs) thing together so i i mean i guess it's that whole thing when the student's ready the teacher will appear (laughs) and yeah so that's why i mean i'm grateful for this opportunity to exchange ideas with you today of course but I'm not out there like preaching to people or anything like that. No, no, you're you're right about that, about like the, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And I don't want to be that jerk. That's like, oh, no, another thing, like some people who go minimalist route, they make a fundamental mistake, Christopher. And what they do is they become overly preachy and they become overly judgy. And that's a huge mistake. If you're going the minimalistic route, be happy with yourself and be happy with your minimalistic lifestyle. Don't go out and preach to other people. Yes, this is a podcast and other people might be listening, but I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to be like, 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 like if this, if buying things still makes you happy, Oh okay. yeah. You know, okay, like if that's if that's your game in life, okay, I love you, I respect you, but I would ask yourself if you are feeling a bit of anxiety or you notice that 12th pair of jeans isn't quite doing it for you. The right. That second pair of jeans did it for you. <laughs> you know, maybe you want to listen to what me and you are saying and, and maybe reevaluate some of these life choices right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah, like you know, once the sugar high wears off and when you find it's not lasting as long then that's you know 
that, that that's you know the time for you know self introspection yeah i it, think i think in economics they call it diminishing returns it's like yeah you know, the long diminishing returns yeah yeah it's like you know you got you know that first cup of coffee really hits the spot and this is a mistake i make every morning is that first cup of coffee hits the spot i make my own coffee at home by the way but first oh, nice. cup of coffee hits hits the spot but then i'm you know i tempt fate and go for that third cup of coffee and yeah. then i get like a little headache and i'm running to the bathroom and so forth so yeah. it's sometimes you just have to know that having more stuff isn't the answer like it's not having zero stuff but i, I think there comes a point where it's just like enough is enough already oh yeah I, that part of in my journey where i got you know i got to that point like okay you know there's all these things like for example i used to have my mail forwarded to the uh, comic book store you know i used to love action figures all that but after a while i got to a point like okay like 98 percent of them are just sitting in a plastic tote i haven't played with them or even looked at them in months and i heard oh i i forgot the woman's name She's like somebody kind of well-known, like if not on like mainstream television, like definitely YouTube. But I know she had said, if you haven't thought about it, let alone used it in the last six months, mm. you know, it, it, it's time to, you know, give it to a friend or colleague or sell it or donate it. So I remember I started going through the figures and there was stuff in there I forgot I even had. Yeah. And so, you know, it hit me like a bolt of lightning. I was like, all right, if I forgot about this, I think I can stand to offload this permanently. And my overall sense of well-being, my quality of life isn't going to diminish at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then it's funny because you you totally forget some, about something, but then someone tries to take it away from you. You're like, no, no, that's my favorite, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, man, you haven't really thought about that in like three years. It's been sitting here. I guarantee you if someone took that away, you wouldn't even know that it was missing or whatever. And it's kind of like this idea that we, 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 we accrue more things that we're even aware that we have or that we even want. And in a way it's up, it's up, it's up to us to ultimately decide like, right. okay, I, I have forgotten that this is here right now. Let me give it to somebody else who will cherish it on a daily basis or on a monthly basis or whatever it is. And that's that's a simple act. And it's not really harming you in any such way because you haven't thought of it. I, I would say my rule is like a year, okay? I'll go beyond the six months. And be like, if you haven't touched oh, yeah, that thing, yeah. if you haven't touched that thing in a year or whatever it is, just think to yourself, wait a minute, maybe someone out there, someone out there might might benefit from this on a daily basis where I haven't thought of it in a year. Okay. Next thing I want to say, and it's very easy to live this minimalistic lifestyle when you're alone in your apartment and you're by yourself. Right. What happens, Christopher, when you're meeting, you're meeting your friends, uh, you know, for a cup of coffee or maybe a couple of drinks, or whatever. And they're like, you know, Christopher, you might want to invest in a new belt. You know, like <laughs> how, how do you kind of get out of that one? Because I, I feel like, first off, I don't think anyone should be criticizing what belt you have. I think they should just mind their own business. That's the, I'm just right. saying that right, 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 oh, yeah, right, 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 right from the, from the get go. But it does get into people's mind. Like I have, when people do say these things, like you ought to invest in a new belt, it does creep into people's mind. I'm wondering if you have any techniques for getting that out of my, out of your mind. Well, I read somewhere once, I read this online somewhere 
unless you're sleeping in my bed or paying my bills, your opinion is irrelevant to me. And I know that might sound a little standoffish, but I really, I really thought about that. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, your opinion, I mean, it might sting a little in the moment, but ongoing, I mean, are you going to foot the bill for the new belt? Probably not. So, yeah, no, no, Chris, yeah. this is a, I love it. No, no, I love that saying. That's a beautiful saying. I think the next time somebody hits me up with you, you know, Aaron, you better invest in a new belt. I'll be like, you're right. Would you like to buy me one? I think that should be like the very next thing out of my mouth is like, great. You know, when are we going shopping for that? You know, because it's like, you're right. Why is it anyone else's business? about how old my clothing is or anything else about myself, if they're not like some kind of benefactor that's investing in, in, in you know, like when you're my benefactor, okay, you can you can tell me what I should or should not wear. But I, I think it's just wrong that people go out there in this world and, and criticize what other people are wearing or, or the things that they like when when they're not, they're just, they're just adding negativity into your mind. They're not actually providing you anything. Right, there's, you know, constructive criticism is one thing, but yeah, if people are just being like cliquish or, you know, snide. You know, and, it, and that, here's, yeah. here's, here's another way to get around this. If that friend really cares about you and they saw that you needed a new belt, they could very well go to Century 21 or whatever and just get a belt and be like, hey, Christopher, I, I could see that you maybe need a new belt. I saw this on sale and I thought about you, my friend. Here you go. And you may like that belt. You may not like that belt. But I think that's yeah. more genuine care for another human being than, hey, you ought to invest, you ought to invest in this or something like that. And I, I, I think that like, yes, we do get judged on the way that we dress and the way that we appear. Like this is unfortunate. But at the same time, when people are criticizing us, we have to we have to evaluate if it's coming from a genuine and helpful place or if it's coming from a place of condescension. Right, right. That's yeah. And and I mean, there's definitely uh, barometers to gauge that, you know, like like the energy behind it and everything like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've had people, you know, dollar stores have kind of a like stink to them. Like at times I've sounded like an infomercial for Dollar Tree, but then I'll tell them like at Dollar Tree, believe it or not, you can get a like Palm Olive, Scott Tissue, Reynolds Wrap. Uh, I've seen Wolfgang Puck Soups there. Uh, you can get a Lever 2000, the body wash, LA Colors, the cosmetics. So you can get all that stuff that, you know, in a CVS, you know, they, you know, it'd be highway robbery, but you, you're literally paying a dollar a pop for all of that name brand stuff. So it's like when you get past that, keeping up with the Joneses thing and start really scoping out all these alternative venues, you know, you know, you, you end up saving yourself a lot of money. This comes from a place where I want to see you win in life. So it's like, well, you know, rather than splurge all that money over at Walgreens, you know, you can get three, you know, rolls of sparkle for $3 at Dollar Tree. The, right? and, then this, you, and this is all just like overcoming like, like mental stigma. Like it's just, it's mental stigma because I think we all went to school and kids would make fun of you. Oh, is that are those shoes from Payless or whatever? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> once you, once you overcome the mental 
stigma of all of this stuff, you can actually start saving money and you start realizing mm -hmm. that, you know, all you can get all of these like tinfoil and all these other things that you're speaking about that completely satisfy your needs. And it's really just coming over the, these mental fake blocks in our head. And, and I think, right. I, I think, I think, I think once you overcome other people's criticism or other people's thought of you, you can actually start saving money and start really just enjoying things that are a lot cheaper. Final thing that I want to talk to you about, my friend, is this idea of making things last. And oh, absolutely. You know, you know, I I I, I think back to my grandma, and you know, when you know when I was like I think two or three years old, about up until the time that she died. I, I think when she died, I was about nineteen twenty. She had the same dining room table, the same chairs, the same couch, oh. like like the same like so for the entire duration of my life that she was alive, same exact things and not a scratch to be found in any of these things. Like completely uh, you know, everything was completely well preserved, and you know she came from the great, you know she came from that Great Depression, World War II era, right? And I feel like that is something that we don't really follow anymore, my friend. Like I feel like uh, I, I feel I feel like I see I see kids these days like they just toss the freaking cell phone on the floor, they just toss whatever, and they don't handle things with care, gentle, you know, with, with gentleness and with love. And I think it's this idea of like, either someone else is going to replace that for me, or I will replace it myself if I'm an adult. And I think that's a very dangerous mindset that we've fallen into late of like, let me just handle everything with disrespect, because I'll just buy another one if it breaks. I, I agree. The ability to appreciate value and take care of things, I do think by and large, I agree, has kind of fallen by the wayside. You know, it's funny, you should mention, you know, the Depression era. Uh, right around the time the start of the pandemic, I saw on YouTube, it was something like Depression era cooking. And it was a woman who survived the Depression. And she was showing, I think it was um, dandelion stew or dandelion soup, I believe it was. Wow. Just things you know, how they learned to do more with less back then. And I was starting to see a slight resurgence of that back in April or May, but I agree that seems to have fallen off the radar again. I think part of it too, and not to sound like an apologist or anything, but I think the whole, with easy financing, easy credit, some of these places won't even check your credit. I think that's part of it. I, I had a laptop that somebody gave to me actually in 2012 and I, I took care of that thing. Like it was an infant. In fact, <laughs> I like, that. I, like, an I infant, like an infant. I like that. Yes. It wasn't until last year, September, when I got my first iPad that I finally, and the only reason I finally offloaded the, the laptop was, was the software on it was so out of date. Yeah. It was, like becoming harder to open up web pages properly. So basically I had no choice but to get with its times. I I yes. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, I like this idea that you should take care of your stuff like an infant until it's just inoperable. Like you just cannot, you physically cannot use it. Then is the right time to buy something new. Yes. That, that was, in fact, my backup phone 
uh, it's a flip phone actually from track phone. I got it in 2016 and I, I mean, I, I realized like I could walk in and upgrade that to a smartphone or an Android, but I reckon, all right, it's the backup. It's got plenty of minutes on it. I can make a call. I can get a call. What if it ain't broke? Why fix it? Yes. Yes. So yeah, that's, and oh, the iPad, I've only brought it out of the apartment twice. (laughs) So yeah, since I've gotten it. So yeah, that like until it becomes incompatible with exterior, like, you know, websites, whatever else. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I'll cause yeah. I mean, I get, like my, my uh, smartphone, I get texts all the time, like, you know, upgrade now for a dollar down. And it, you know, again, the, the, the photography and video is beautiful. Uh, the phone reception's great. The texts and everything. And, you know, I figure again, I, until I accidentally give it a bath or, you know, like 5G, 6G or something, right? you right. know, n- makes it a necessity to... I still use like an, um, you know, like I, I, I have like my, my phone right now is like an iPhone SE and I, I still use in my oh. apartment an iPhone five, like just, just to listen to music and stuff. I don't use that to go outside, mm. but I'm like, there's nothing like, okay, there's nothing I can't do with this phone that any iPhone 11 really has. Okay. The iPhone 11 is bigger, faster, the pixels in the camera, are better. Yeah. but who cares? All I listen to, all I do is watch videos, check my email, you know, visit Wikipedia. I don't see why I need all of this other stuff, but I think what it comes down to Christopher is you see other people with the iPhone 11 and then you're embarrassed to pull out your iPhone five or your iPhone <laughs> SE and you feel yeah. shame. You feel, you feel shame. Like, Oh, well, well, everyone is here and I'm still there and all this other stuff. But once you overcome the mental shame of it, then you, you, you treat your objects like an infant, like you just said before. And that's a beautiful thing. Oh, thank you. In fact, I've got a sweater somebody gave me in 2009 and I, I've still, still got it. I mean, I reckon, you know, it ain't moth-eaten, you know, there's not like all holes in it and stuff like that and got me through the last couple of winters. So, you know, I'll just keep going with that till, you until, know, until, uh, yes, until it's like, you know, you just can't wear it anymore. And I think right, that's, right. that's the key thing is that it has to be completely it can't just be old because people say oh man that's old no 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 it doesn't matter that that table is old none of that stuff matters what matters is if it still works and that's the thing that people don't get doesn't matter about old matters if it works or does not work right that's that's a lot of like one of the guidelines i try to use like you know, like like old and broken aren't synonyms. You know, it's, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Uh, old and broken are not synonyms. Yes, man. That's man, I gotta oh, put thanks. down that. That's beautiful, sir. Like that. That oh, is absolutely you. beautiful. Um, you know, I I think that's really smart, and I think I think once we get over the social conditioning of that and then like, look, things will break. You will need to buy a new whatever one day. That will happen. Oh yeah. But I, I think the, the the techniques that we just gave here are really gonna like you know mitigate people's anxiety and so forth. No, yeah, no, I'm grateful for that because I, you know, it was in fact it was just uh, last week. Um, I guess maybe it was Saturday or Sunday night. I was kind of burning the midnight oils, but I heard two women outside just walking by, just laughing, having a good time, and I thought, 
that's what I want to hear more of ongoing. Mm. You, you know, just, you, you know, no stress, just chill, enjoying yourself. So, you know, if this helps contribute to that in some way, you know, then, you know, definitely, you know, right on. That's uh Yes. And I, 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 to those listening out there, I think at the very least, instead of going to the shopping mall this Sunday, if it's a nice day, go for a walk in a park. Christopher, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, it's a pleasure. And thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, you know, I'm grateful. And I do hope that some of the tips and hacks helps people, especially, you know, in these uh, topsy-turvy times we're in. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This concludes the 58th episode of the Truth Island podcast. I'm Aaron Azra.